What is up, you guys? We are on episode six of the Waxing Leos podcast. We're your hosts, Mariah. And Brie. Hard to believe it. Hey! We <laughs> um, made it this far. Today, we have some really fun topics to talk about. Um, we want to talk about how to be an owner versus a service provider. And then kind of leading into that, how to maintain a life outside of work. What's mm-hmm. our work-life balance? Um, and this kind of dives into previous episode about boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. All circling, circumferencing everything. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about how to be an owner versus service provider um, and what that kind of means. I have a lot of you out there might be solo SDs. A lot of you Mm -hmm. might have people with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And me and Brie have both kind of touched base on this, how we started as solo SDs. And now we actually both have people under us. And ultimately, our goal is to be a owner. Only. And yep. Only and step out of being a service provider. So, Brie, what's the difference to you? Like, what is the difference? Let them know being an owner versus service provider. For sure. So, I think um, this is what I struggled with, like, with my girls. Yeah. Like, I really struggled about being higher than them on, like, the, whatever, workplace organization table. Yeah. You know, it was really hard because I want to be seen as an equal because I am. Because we're a team. Yeah, and I am a service provider. Sure. I know I go through what they go through. Right. However, there are a different set of struggles and higher expectations seen of me yeah. because I am an owner. Absolutely. Um. So there's a lot on the table. You yeah. know, like, if I fuck up, they don't have a job. Yeah. They don't have somewhere to work. I was actually thinking about that the other day, and I was just like, Well, you wow. just got your license in. Yeah. Because you were on a temp license, and now you're on your, like, legit one right. or whatever. And that's another thing that that's so fucking nerve-wracking. And, like, when— um, So scary when inspect- the state board. Yeah. And when in- my inspection was done, all the girls were cool. I was fucking sweating. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. I'm like, hi, how are you? Are you having yeah. a great day? Yeah. Do you want a drink? Literally, my pits were sweating. My vagina was sweating. <laughs> my ass was sweating. Everything was sweating. I was dying. And what's so crazy is because this is my fourth expansion. Yeah. So I've had the same inspector every time. Yeah. And sh- so she was like so chill. She's like, you always do such a good job. And I was like, I know. <laughs> my first inspector was really chill and yeah. like nice. Um, the, la- the lady that inspected me the last two times is the same person. And she's a stickler. Who is she? Mm, she's a little Asian lady? No. Oh, that's who mine is. I fucking she's love her. She's an older though. lady. Oh. Anywho, we will not say her name. I don't want anything to happen to that. But well, no, I love mine. She's just terrifying because yeah. she, she's actually head of board of pharmacy. Oh, fuck. So they're like super fucking strict. And if you don't have your salon culture license or um, you're trash, you're trash, and you should make sure your service provider has that. Anyways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it needs to be posted in a conspicuous place. Thank you. Um, Brie, so, how did you know that you wanted to be an owner? Like, how do you know that you wanted to be an owner versus service fighter? Um, so I didn't really want to. I wanted to be solo. Oh, yeah? And then something clicked in me where I was like, I can have other people make just as much money as I do. Yeah. And I want— And make money. Yeah. And my— girls make hella fucking money yeah and they do really fucking well for themselves and that honestly gave me the motivation to like keep going and keep adding on to my team yeah um so soon like right now there's i have nine employees that's crazy to me yeah i have two (laughs) it's like babysitting on crack but um 
I fucking love it. Yeah. And honestly, all my people are very self-sufficient. Yeah. You know, I'm not really, uh, this is some of my babysit. <laughs> they're younger and they're kind of naive, but they know that. And that's why they call me the mom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was never like really my, it was my goal, but it wasn't. Like, I didn't know it was going to happen so fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Like, I knew ultimately that was a goal. Ultimately, that's my goal, but it I- It just happened so to quick. be here, right? Right. It happened faster than anticipated. Right. And so I was thinking, like, you know, one of my- I don't like to call them employees. I say my girls. My team. My girls. I yeah. say my girls. I don't like employees either because I it's found weird. it sounds weird. It, I don't like that because they're not lesser than me. Really? Right. I agree. Um, so I was thinking and I was like, you know, one of my girls has a, a baby, Emily. You know, mm-hmm. she's a newborn. And I'm just like, damn, like these people like depend on the brand Rebel Waxing Company mm-hmm. to make them money. And I'm about to bring in someone else. And when I stop and think about that for too long for a second, it's a little bit fucked up and freaky. Yeah. Does it freak yeah. you out? No, I'm with you. Like, it's a little bit freaked out. Um, but I think for me, I just love the business side of it. It's a lot it. of pressure. Yeah. But I love, like, coming up with ideas and, Same. like, the business side and, like, thinking of the future. And, and I love being able to say, like, this is mine. Yeah. Like, I love—I know, like, earlier you had said— before that, um, it feels weird to tell people you're a salon owner. I have imposter syndrome. I love it. I know. I love going around saying, yeah, I fucking own a salon and I own a funeral home. And they're both successful as fuck. It's awesome. I love saying it. And um, it's awesome to watch you. Yeah. Because we're also super vocal on our socials. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, it's kind of funny. This is like episode six or whatever. But Bree and I just met today. <laughs> In real life. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We've been Insta buddies. Uh, but we I felt for, a vibe. I forced her to let me do this with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I forced other people to do things. I was like, let me in this. <laughs> but, you know, like, I felt her energy and her vibe, and it's a uh, very big boss energy. Yeah. And period. so, you know, being an owner versus a service provider, I think it comes down to how much responsibility do you want? Yeah. Like, and honestly, how much can you manage? Yeah. Um, so like you don't have kids, I don't have kids. Yeah. So this is my baby. This is my baby. Yeah. So and and like you said in previous episodes, you know, uh, to me, my career has always been something that is a part of me, mm-hmm. like a, more so than other people. Like For some sure. people that just and there's nothing wrong with this. No, I was talking to my husband. I know exactly what you're going to say. I was yeah. talking to my husband about this just yesterday because he also is a business owner, obviously yeah. with me. And um, we were talking about how. In life, you need people who are entrepreneurs and leaders, right? Yeah. But you also need people who are content with being content. Yes. And that is okay. That's okay. That's what makes the world go round. So, like, I have family members who are okay with, you know, making $14 an hour, and they're cool with that. Yeah. Me, I want to fucking—I want the most that life has to offer to me, and I want other people to benefit from it, right? Yeah. So, mine's not necessarily— in a selfish way. Like, there's business owners like Jeff Bezos and shit yeah. who, like, want to take over the world just to say they can. Right. And then there's people like us who want to take over the world so then other, everyone else can also benefit from it and experience it. Right. And be able to buy nice cars, be able to yeah. buy, you know, whatever the fuck they want and be able to provide for their child. Right. Yeah, it's a different We've vibe. kind of seen the light and we want to, like, help yeah. other girls or guys. Because we've been in a shitty position before. And I think that's what makes people better. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so I've always just kind of felt that fire, that fire that I'm meant for something 
big. greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, sure. that I just can't like work a corporate nine to five. No, I literally, I can't even tell you. When I, I'm sure you actually probably just went through this because your your space is new. Yeah. Um, but. I, when I got my receptionist desk finally put in, that was like the missing puzzle piece, mm-hmm. you know, and I waited forever. He took forever on it. Anyway, I was trying to buy a local and all this <laughs> stuff and it kicked me in the ass. But, um, when I finally, I literally sat in there and cried for two hours. Yeah. I just literally looked around and was like, holy fuck. How is this even real? Yeah. Sometimes it does feel surreal. It does feel very surreal to like, you go to work in your own space and like, that's mm-hmm. your job. Mm-hmm. This is mine. And that's a pro. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are some cons. Oh, for sure. So for me, probably the biggest con is because I'm so involved and because I'm so invested mm-hmm. emotionally and physically, I get one bad hint of news from a client or whatever. Yeah. If something doesn't go right, oh my God, it destroys my whole day. Um, let's talk about your like relationships. Did did your relationship struggle? Like my personal relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say so. I think so. people need to know this who want to become an entrepreneur because yeah. I had to do a lot of soul searching. I actually ended up going to therapy for it too. I, I mean, I already therapy. go to therapy. Me too. I already go to therapy for like PTSD, but I ended up going to a new therapist. Yeah. Because, or I still go to the other one, but I ended up going to one that specializes in couples therapy because my priorities shifted, right? Yeah. So, my husband's no longer my priority. Right. My businesses. Right. However, his business is not his priority. Me, I, me is. Yeah. I am. So, um. So he was really good with that then. He's yeah, been good with that. Because he bought a business. Gotcha. It wasn't something that was. He didn't have to build, build it. Right. Yeah. The furniture was there. The clients were there. It's different when you have to build it. Like you're, yes. you're building something You're literally, great. you're literally pregnant. <laughs> Giving birth yeah. and then giving labor. Like Nas X. Yeah. He birthed I'm his album. I'm not even shitting you. That's literally how it felt. Yeah. And um, and I still am. Yeah. I'm still constantly changing things. So that was a big shift in our relationship. Yeah. Like it was like we talked about divorce because of it and stuff. Wow. And dude, my husband and I literally are probably the most compatible people I've ever met. Like we get each other. Yeah. But we just weren't on the same page because he was like seeing things from his point of view. He's like, well, I own a business and I'm not like that. Right. And I was like, okay, but so it took our therapist to literally be like, okay, but you don't own the same business. Yeah. She's building one. You own one. Yeah. It's completely it's different. a lot of energy to build a business. Dude, I, I mean, and then like, I'll never forget, um, and he would be okay with me saying this. <laughs> but I'll never, I'll never forget, like, we had a huge breakdown fight because I spent 14 hours at the salon. Because obviously I was taking clients. Yeah. But when I'm taking clients 10 hours a day, that doesn't leave me time to put shit together. Oh, you got to put shit, you got to put shit up. You got packages yeah. coming daily. Okay? You got bookshelves and shit God to build. damn. So I stayed another four hours late. Um, so, you know, now it's like 1 a.m. And he was like, where the fuck are you? And I, I remember I was like, I'm at work. Yeah, I'm at fucking work. What the fuck do where you else would I be? Like, I'm building my salon, dumbass. Yeah. And I had resentment uh, towards him because he wasn't helping me, right? Yeah. And so I asked him, I was like, why the fuck aren't you even here? Why are you asking me? Why aren't you here? Yeah. And I remember he was like, he, I'll never forget how he said it either because it was real shitty. But he was just like... How fucking long does it take to build a salon? My heart. Ooh, I and would, I was ooh, like, ooh, where's the whip? And I was like, you um, want to beat his ass? 
Yeah. yeah. And I was like, because then I feel like he's just spitting in my face. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, all this hard work that I've done, you, do, it does not show. Yeah. You know? And But then like, I would have clients be like, oh my God, this looks so beautiful in here. Like, yeah. Da-da-da. So then I would have reassurance. and But it was like, I don't want their reassurance. I mean, I do, but I want my husband's. Yeah. I value his opinion the most out of anybody on this right. earth. So that was like a huge con to me um, was the priority thing. Because your priorities do shift whether you try to or not. Right. And it sucks that it took an outsider, a therapist, to tell me. I will say that my fiance has been nothing but supportive. Great. That's awesome. Uh, He's always like, like, you got this. Like, he is so the complete opposite person of who Mm -hmm. I am that he like rationales things. Oh, so he's a calm to your storm. Yeah. So my husband, so my husband's a Sagittarius Uh, and I'm a Leo, which Steven's a Capricorn. Oh, that's why. And so, so we have 99.9% compatibility, but we're both fire signs. Yeah. So we're like 0 to 124-7. Yeah. Um, Capricorns are chill. He's very chill. And um, I would have to say, like, kudos to him because, honestly, my biggest thing is that, like, I cry a lot. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was like the other day, I was like, if it doesn't work out, like, I'll just become a truck driver because that's what he does. He's a truck oh driver. He does the huge semis. I was like, I'll fucking be a trucker. They make bank. Yeah, hell yeah, they do. Uh, and uh, that's it's what a I'll do. my job. Yeah. So, um, you know, he is really supportive of me. I will say, because of that, though, he's not in a business, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I don't have a—I feel like I'm complaining a lot to him. Yeah. Because he doesn't quite understand. Not that he doesn't understand. I don't want to put that on him. But he does—he's not in it, right? Right, right. So I feel like— He can't— Lonely sometimes myself. He can't empathize. He can sympathize, but he can't empathize with you. Right. Um, That's different. I feel you. And like having employees now. It's crazy. (laughs) And this has all happened for me within the last year and a half. So it's just Mm -hmm. so fast and it's a lot. Um, so that would be definitely like a con is just I feel the stress daily. I don't know about you, yeah. but I feel oh, stressed yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. I wake up stressed. So how I do you w- combat that? Um, honestly, so like I use my notes. Clearly, I made her do notes with me. <laughs> I use my notes. So like. Like as a journal? No. So like my a lot of my stress comes from how I feel like I have so much shit to do. Uh, or I feel like there's so like much, a planner. There's so much going on, right? Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not a planner, and that's my problem. If I was, I wouldn't have so much stress. If I was organized, I wouldn't be so stressed. But I just feel like I'm always overwhelmed that there's so much to do, right? So what I do, as soon as I am like, oh, shit, I need to do this, I'll put it in my notes. I'll be like, I need to do this by this date, right? And I'll use, like, the little bubble, and then I'll check it off when I'm done. Yeah. Um, Because because we're service providers and owners— there's only so many hours in a day. There's a, there's only so many hours in a day, and it's a lot when you're still taking clients and running a business. Yeah. Like, you are trying to give the best experience possible to your regulars who got you to where you are. While also thinking, like, fuck, did I submit sales tax this yeah. month? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so I'm that. like, mayday, mayday. <laughs> yeah, you know, or like, uh, one of your girls has a problem or whatever. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's or you a get lot. a bad review, and you're like, fuck, what uh, the fuck did I— Like, how do I— yeah, it's, it, it's not fun. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're either made for it or you're not. I agree with that as well. So, kind of leading into that, when we talk about maintaining a life, like, outside of work. Yeah. Um, I know you like to hit the gym a lot. What are some things that you do outside of work? Yeah, so. Personal things. That's what I struggled with. Work became my identity, right? Okay. So, I think if you're going to own a business or you want to, 
um, you need to learn how to have, cause like say if, say if my business didn't work out, I don't know what I would do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how I was. I didn't have an identity anymore. The naked pineapple was my identity. Yeah. And I, I lost still myself. feel that way sometimes. Yeah. And I lost myself in it. Yeah. And, um, I don't know what I would do. So I was freaking out and I was kind of having a little identity crisis. Uh, so that's when I kind of got into plants. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got really into plants, got super heavy into it. My best friend actually got me into them. Right. Um, she's a tattoo artist and that was kind of like her safe space for away from like art and everything was plants. Yeah. So, um, I remember when she, she did my tattoo like right when I opened my business pretty much and I remember her looking at me she's like so like are you into plants or anything and I was like Ugh, no whatever and then a year later here I am <laughs> thousands Boom. of dollars thousands later. of dollars I've probably spent 20 grand on plants Bree, or more don't tell people that it's worse yeah it's awful oh my god but they're beautiful and I what I love most about plants is that you can literally cut them and make more and then give that them is away cool. It's beautiful to me. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I wish I could do that with me. Yeah. I wish I could just like take a little piece of me and be like, here you you go. You do kind of do that. I think that we do in the service industry when like when we touch people, it's all a transfer of energy. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, so that that's my biggest thing. Uh, I do like going to the gym. Um, that was another thing I kind of struggled with because I didn't have the time. So I kind of lost my passion yeah. for it. But I'm getting back into it. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm like getting back into it slowly because yeah. I was going seven days a week. Yeah, same. And I was obsessed. Ub. Obsessed. But now, then I was like, my, it was pri- a my priority shifted. Yeah. My yeah. priority shifted. And it was either go to the gym or go home, get some sleep, and spend time with my husband. Yeah. So. And all my fucking animals. My zoo. <laughs> and I mean, these things are so important because also burnout, right? Yeah. Burnout's real. Burnout is real. And <sighs> and you know what is so weird in the beauty industry? It's it's glamorized. It's If you're not fucking fully booked, you're a piece of shit. And if you're not burnt out wanting to die and taking shots of of energy drinks, you're a piece of shit. And I feel that. I have feel I felt that for the last year. Um, I struggled a lot with that because I would see so many people posting how booked they are, how fucking crazy they are. And and then I was like, I need to get to that level. And then I did. And I stayed at that level for about five months. And then I cut my day. My physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, trash. As soon as a client would leave my room, I would literally like start tearing up because I'd be like, oh, I just have so much like energy. And I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't myself for my clients. Right. So one girl that I actually talked about before, I follow, I follow a lot of people. Olga. Olga. Shout out to Olga. Waxaholic on Instagram. She's taking the rest of the year off. And I did message Brie about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you see that? And, and I said, my finances could never. Honey, my finances could never. But good for fucking her for standing up for her mental health. Absolutely. But one thing I did instead was now I'm only doing services four days a week, taking mm-hmm. clients so I can do And she took off leg waxes. And bitches. <laughs> Stress-free, bitch. <laughs> I'm not doing leg waxes anymore. <laughs> Because it didn't make me happy. I fucking hated them, and I don't have to. Yep. No, that's why I don't do. And that's another thing. Like, um, I think when people first start, they're like, "I need to do everything that my license encompasses." Yeah, yeah. Because I can, and I'm gonna get the most clients. Yeah. No, I refer people out. So like, I don't like doing fucking lashless intense. It's not on my fucking yeah. uh, service. So I refer that out. I don't like dermaplaning. Yeah. So I refer it out. Emily, um, one of my girls, she doesn't like doing facials. 
Yeah. So we took it off her menu. Now she's only waxing. Yep. And Good it's important her. just to be happy when you are talking to thousands of people every day mm-hmm. and on social media every day. And it's just like, okay, I've got a constant task list in my head. Some of the things that I do is I like to just simply take my dogs to the park. Oh, I love that. And like throw their ball. Clear your head. And like watch them run. It's, it's the like cutest thing. Yep. Yes. And it's what you need. They just love you so much. And uh, I just love that. It's called disassociating everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it too with my plants. I love it. I'll literally just stare at my plant's leaves for like 30 minutes. I'm I like, love it. Because wow. if not, guess what? I'll be on my laptop doing like work. Work. I know. Canva. Uh, you name it. What meme can I make today? What yep. TikTok should I do next week? It's yep. just so it's much. It's tiring. And then your brain is mush. It's mush. Yep. Um, and so I actually had COVID last month mm-hmm. in August. While I was getting my eyebrows microbladed, because I was like, come hang out. And she's like, hey, I have COVID. <laughs> and that was the first month we opened our new space. Yeah. How stressful. It was very stressful. And... Um, I was out for three weeks, and the COVID is a is crazy. First of all, it's fucking crazy, but it fucked with my mental health a lot. And so that first week, I was back with my clients. I was thinking about it the other day. I I almost feel like I need to apologize to them because I just know I was off. I got COVID. One of my best friends died. She was a creative. Uh, Right after, like, had COVID. She was in the hospital. Two weeks later, is dead. Right? She had COVID. No. She just had a heart attack. (gasps) She was only 36. How? What the fuck? And this is a photographer I used to do a lot of makeup with, so I spent hours with her. It's rough. So August was a really hard month for me, and I was not okay, and my clients knew it. Mm -hmm. Because this month, I've been slowly been feeling myself, and I've had some of my clients be like, hey, are you feeling better? You look like you feel like you're feeling better. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling better. Uh, but it's okay to take time away from social media. I was off social media for two weeks when I was Good sick. For you. And it, it felt great. Honestly, so like when my dog, so we found out my dog had cancer yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, it was a fucking hot mess. I Literally know. bawling while waxing my clients' yeah. vaginas. <laughs> How awful. Those are the best clients that make it through that with yeah, you, though, right? Yeah, and I, I just remember like how much outpouring, and that's honestly the best thing about being a service provider or owner is the outpouring love and gratitude love. people give you. Um, yeah, my clients are the best. Yeah, they I genuinely feel the same are. Way. I got flowers. I got edible yeah. arrangements. Yeah, and my dog didn't even die. <laughs> she just had butthole cancer. <laughs> but she's doing good. She's doing really fucking good. Her stitches get, get taken out. And Her staples just got a new puppy too. Yeah, she's so, so cute. Their appointments are on Wednesday, but um, yeah. So or. Well, this is episode six, so bitch, that was months ago. <laughs> that was like a month ago. That's but, okay. But that's okay. So, yeah. So, my clients are just really fucking great, honestly. And that all circumferences, you know, being yourself and mm-hmm. your boundaries and all these things that we've yeah. been talking about uh, to build your successful business where you're actually happy. So, yeah. that's going to wrap up. Yeah. I hope my clients know that I love them just as much as they love me, oh honestly. Oh, my God. I love them, too. Dude, they are the so shit. nice. They are yeah. so nice. That, that's the biggest pro of being an owner in yeah. service program. I mean, without clients, like, who are we? <laughs> Nobody's. <laughs> Not plant addicts. We're nobodies. <laughs> All right, guys. That wraps up episode six. We'll we see you next catch week. catch the vibe next time. Peace. <laughs>